0: Looking, all right, pod listening people. That's me, that's what I do. This show is for you. Oh, good, and you. Oh, boy, and And you. you. Wait a minute, wait wait a minute, what's this show called, man? Well, you should know by now, sucker. Red Movie Rama. And have we got an out of the world movie for you today? We are going to talk about the super low budget. 1980 sci-fi horror film, Without Warning. Well, thanks for the warning there, Skippy, because it sounds like something I'm definitely not interested in. Uh, Didn't your mom always tell you, though, that uh, how would you know if you'd like it if you never even try? Well, first of all, you leave mom out of this. Second of all, you've made me watch a movie about a killer whale killing people. You made me watch a movie about a serial killer fighting uh, Chuck Norris. Uh, a movie about some hot chicks with dynamite. Yeah, man, that was hot. Yeah, I just, I don't trust you anymore. I don't know that you have to. I mean, you just never know, man. Sometimes these movies stick with you and sometimes they don't. Hey, I know for a fact this movie is not a great movie, but I still love it. And you might, too. Yeah, and that's what Mom warned me about, like, with Black Tar Heroin. Well, I I think that's a different kind of issue. Well... Go ahead then, Skippy. Go ahead and tell me. I'm sure you're going to tell me what this movie's about, so let me ask it. What's this movie about? Well, I thought you'd never ask. Take it away, Rick.
1: Without Warning, also known as It Came Without Warning, is a 1980 American horror science fiction film directed by Raiden Clark. The guy that brought us the infamous Satan's Cheerleaders. This film is credited as being the inspiration for the 1987 film Predator. Both which star Kevin Peter Hall as the costumed hunter of alien origin. Starring Jack Palance as Joe Taylor. He's a complete nut. Martin Landau as Fred Sarge Dobbs. He's an even bigger nut. I mean, like the cheese fell off his cracker a long time ago. And Cameron Mitchell as Hunter. Hey, it's Cameron Mitchell, people. David Caruso as Tom. Yeah. And a whole bunch of other people that really just don't matter and you can't wait for them to get killed. All these prizes can be yours if you spin the bottle right here at Red Movie Rama, right back to you, Rick.
0: So, what do you think about it now, Aswell? Well, it made it pretty obvious. I'm going home. No, no, no. Just wait a minute. Hold on, man. Let's 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 get into this. All right. So the movie starts off. We're out in the woods, and it's the great Cameron Mitchell, and he's smoking a stogie, and he's hunting, which is probably why he's just called the Hunter. No, no. Hold on. Hold on. Are we talk about. Cameron Mitchell, like THE Cameron Mitchell? Yeah, you, you know who he is? Well, he's, he's like a big manly man, right? Y- yeah, you could say that. Well, he's like very manly, like Bo Ransdell. Bo, Bo Ransdell, You know Bo Ransdell? Gee, Studley, everybody knows Bo Ransdell. Well, they should. So, uh, I've already got a problem with this movie because, uh he's walking around smoking a cigar wouldn't the animals smell that and just kind of stay away well normally yeah but again this is Cameron Mitchell Okay, gotcha. and he's using this trip to repair his relationship with his son now that's wonderful I didn't expect this kind of turn at all in this movie it's great that he's trying to do something to encourage the youth well that sounds great but his son's like close to 30 okay then that makes it creepy but they end up having another argument, and they split up, and then Cameron Mitchell gets hit in the neck by a terrifying flying alien disc. Uh, alien disc? Oh, my gosh, is it gross looking? Well, no, not really. It kind of looks like some silly putty with some dog hair on top of it. Wow. And, and But then the second one lands on his back, and they latch onto him, and they got these, like, tentacles that burrow down in your skin, and they drain your blood. Hey, man, that thing looked like some lady pots. What? What? What do you mean, lady parts? Man, it looks like a woman's flying around out there. Oh geez, and you know that's hot. Where in the world has the world of cinema gone? A- anyways, let's uh, let's get back to the story. you You had a question? Uh, oh, yeah. Can't he, like, scream to get his son to help? Well, he tries to get back to his son, and he collapses in front of him, and then his son gets hit with one, too. Wow. You know what? This is moving really quickly. It does. uh, One thing, you you know what this movie needs? What's that? It needs some promiscuous teenagers. Well, how about some, like, 26-year-old's playing as teenagers. Ah, geesh, why not? Well, so we got uh, two girls and two guys on a road trip in a shag wagon, and they stop at a gas station. Oh, oh, you know know what would really be good here? What about if there's a crazy old man at the gas station that just looks weird, and he's like freaking the kids out, and he keeps saying, you're doomed. Well, good idea. How about we make it Martin Landau? Except instead of saying, you're doomed, he just you know says i don't get you kids nowadays yes i guess that'll work fine i bet uh your doom is probably like copy written by some movie that actually has some money behind it yeah and uh but they go in to pay for the gas and out pops jack palance and he's wacko too man and i think he runs the gas station and then he tells them you're doomed oh, there you go there's your money shot yeah and then we cut away to the lake and uh we're there with some boy scouts Woo! all right Gonna kill some kids. Slaughter of the innocent. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Would you put a sock in it, please? Actually, the kids disperse, and they're doing some sort of scavenger hunt. And the leader is walking around, and he sees Cameron Mitchell's Winnebago. And while he's snooping around, he gets hit by the silly putty. Oh, yeah. Gonna suck his brain out. You're a terrible human being. So, uh... What about the kids, Skippy? Well, while they're looking around, they see a figure in the woods, and they scream and take off running. Well, do they make it back to the house? Well, we don't know, because we're back with our teens in the shag wagon going to the lake. I can already tell. Somebody needs to whip these kids with a hose. Well, they, they actually get out in the water, and they're kind of you know messing around, and two of them start getting hot and heavy. And the other two decide that maybe we ought to go for a walk and give them some alone time. But when they get back, the other two are missing. Holy geez! I bet they've been silly-puttied. Yeah, man, these things fly around sucking people's brains out. Uh, hey, man, w- would you mind not yelling? Well, we don't know really what's happened to them yet, but uh, but uh, our other two start walking looking for them, and the girl falls into a pit. Wow. Pits and quicksand were always so dangerous back then. Uh... Yeah. Uh, Anyways, they see this little shed and they decide to go check it out. Uh, Hey, that's trespassing. You know what I say. Not my shed, not my problem. Get real. Good point. But they end up opening up the shack and they find everybody that has been killed so far in this movie. And they find their friends in there too. And some of them even having their brains missing. Yeah, man, I told you they're sucking people's brains out. Well, Well, I for one do not want to see that. At all. At all. I will not sleep well at all. At all. Uh, Our teens, they end up getting up and just running all the way back to the van, but they can't find the keys. But while they're searching for them, these little sucker things are flying all over the windshield and sticking to the window, and they got like these teeth on their underside, and they're like pulsating. Oh, jeesh. Oh, jeesh. And just at that moment, that's when the guy finds the keys, and they were over the visor. Uh, Wait a minute. Time out. That's the first place you're supposed to look. Mom always says look over the visor and look under the floor mat. That's where the keys are. What are these people stupid? Well, just just go along with me here. Uh, so they finally get going, and they pull up to a bar out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, the guy goes in to try to get some help and call the police, and the girl stays in the van. Well, now that's uh, that's good thinking there because uh, she'll you know she'll be safe there. She won't be in there with a bunch of hoodlums. Well, no, not really, because uh, she sees a figure and jumps out of the van and takes off running in the woods. Holy jeesh, What is wrong with these people? Stay put. <laughs> Look at this, Shadow. Looking like a raccoon. It's not my raccoon. Stay away, Shadow. Get real. Oh, very insightful, no way. Uh, it's, it's almost like you've seen this movie before. Wait a minute. Wait, wait. You mean to tell me you understand this guy? Well, you know, the accent throws you off a little bit. Yeah, for the most part. We're all going to die. Uh- Anyway, she she takes off through the woods, and she runs into Crazy Jack Pallets. Well, you know what? He was right. They're doomed. And, and while that's going on, the dude's in the bar, and he's telling everybody kind of what he's seen. And uh, one of the patrons calls Crazy Martin Landau over, Sarge, as they call him, over to hear the story, and he believes the guy. So uh, they want to go out and bring the girl in. But when they go out, guess what? Uh-oh. She's no longer in the van. Yeah, man, something tell me Jack Pallant's gonna suck her brain out. Calm down, Tootie Fruity. Jack Palance is not gonna suck anybody's brain out. I mean, come on, I mean he's not, is he? He's not gonna suck Look, her brain out. Is well we we don't really know. I mean he's He's crazy. He's capable, I guess. Well, they need the National Guard then. shouldn't Shouldn't all the people at the bar like go out and look for? Her? I think the last thing that you want is a bunch of drunks running through the woods. Well, I, that does make sense. Safety first. Yeah, but and and the sheriff's on his way, and then uh, Crazy Jack Pellet shows up, and he's bringing the girl in the, to the bar, but she's passed out. Did they suck her brain out? Uh, no, they didn't suck her brain out. But uh she comes to and she also tells the story about the shack, and then the electricity goes off. And then uh the two crazies get in an argument, and then the sheriff walks through the door and then Sarge, one of the crazies, shoots the sheriff. Hmm, but I bet he didn't shoot the deputy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. Anyways, uh Jack takes Sarge's gun away, and then he tells the kids, Hey, let's uh let's get together and let's go out back to that shack. Oh, Oh boy, I don't know which of these guys is more nuttier. And uh, so what they do is they they get back to the dead Jack, and uh, Jack sees it for himself, and then uh, all of a sudden one of those sucker things gets on Jack's leg, and then he tells the, the kids to run. Oh man, what do you think gonna suck Jack's brain out, man? Sir, sir, it's, it's on his leg. Yeah, I know that, it's gonna suck his brain down through his leg. Uh, we're gonna need security to watch this guy. Yeah, I, I think he'll be okay. So, uh, what about Jack? Well, Jack pops out a knife and, and cuts the sucker thing off his leg. And uh, what about our middle-aged teenagers, huh? They doing alright? Well, they're doing what uh, every typical middle-aged teenager does in horror movies. They're running for their lives, and uh, they make it out to the main road and try to flag a car down, but he don't stop. But then they see a cop car with his lights on, and they flag him down, and they jump in the back of the car, and they're all excited because now they've got some authority. Well, that seems uh, seems pretty convenient there. Yeah, uh, you would think that except uh it's sarge driving the cop car martin landau holy geesh this guy's banana so uh uh what about our other fruit loop is he is he making it all right now i I think you're starting to get concerned about the characters here just answer the question please Uh, oh yeah uh, crazy jack does make it out and actually makes it back to his gas station slash home and uh he's getting some more supplies. Uh, oh, what what kind of supplies? Uh, well, you know, some more guns and some dynamite. Well, well, no. If there's one thing I've learned from the last movie we covered, you got to have a permit for that. Well, there you go, Aswell. You've got it figured out. See, even you can learn from bad, cheesy, slutty movies. Well, knowing is half the battle. That's what Morgan Friedman said. That's very true. And uh, at this point, we got Sarge pulling the cop car over. And uh, he gets the teens out and holds them at gunpoint. And he wants them to tell him the truth. But the problem is, is in his head, he thinks the teenagers are aliens. And he's willing to plug them. Holy cat crap! Uh, I don't know which is worse—dealing with the flying suckerfish things or these two crazy nut jobs. Well, that's a really good question, but uh, the good thing is, is crazy people are easy to distract, and uh, the teens find their chance and they take off running, and you know he's shooting at them because you know. He's wacko. How can this guy be allowed to walk the streets? I mean, shouldn't somebody, like, call the cops on this guy? Well, you would figure, being that he shot the sheriff, they would have already picked him up. But, you know, it's a low-budget movie, so uh, it just doesn't matter. So, they're, they're getting away from Sarge, then? Well, kinda. I mean, they're on foot, but uh, Sarge just back in the cop car and is chasing them down the road. And uh, Which, you know, they're running down the middle of a road where a, a car can go. They won't go in the woods where nothing can get to him. But anyways, um he tries to run him over with the cop car. And uh they come up on a bridge and they jump over the edge of the bridge and go into the water wow that that seems incredibly dangerous. Hey, you think they did their own stunts uh, I have no idea, but uh the good thing is is uh you know he's still shooting at them while they're down in the water, but they just kind of float downstream and end up coming up and going into an abandoned house Wow, that's like really convenient Uh, yeah i mean it it looks lived in but there's nobody there so they just make themselves at home and uh, they put on some dry clothes that actually fit and he uh, convinces the girl to lay down and take a nap while he keeps watch well isn't he the gentleman that's having good manners people Taking care of this lady this way is fantastic. Yep, quite the gentleman till uh, she wakes up and comes to the living room and finds him dead in the recliner with one of those sucker things stuck on his face. Oh, yeah! One of those things gonna suck his brain out! Jeez, fella, just calm down, would ya? Uh Well, this kind of figure's right, because it's never the crazy people that get killed. It's always the good ones. Yeah, that's uh, usually how these pan out. But uh, while she's standing there, Hmm. she uh, has a little bit of a freak out of attack. And Uh, off in the corner of the house, we see a big blue-headed Martian. What? He kind of looks like an extra from Star Trek. And he's, like, screeching at her like he's pretty scary looking. With, wow, this uh, that really came out of left field. What does he have to do with this movie? Well, pretty much everything. But uh, anyways, the girl takes off running and hides in the little shed. And uh, she can see the figure pass by and she thinks that she that she's safe. And uh, then he just busts through the window and tries to grab her and she goes even deeper into the shed. Uh, it sounds like to me that uh, she wasn't very good at hide and seek when she was a kid. I mean, the whole point is to stay hidden, right? Yeah, that's kind of the point. But uh, she goes into another part of the shed and shuts a big, huge wooden door and tries to hide. And uh, when she's hiding, then he starts busting through the door with just his fingers. Well, that sounds impressive, Skippy, but I bet his fingers aren't any stronger than my massage therapist is. Ralph's got some digits on him. Okay. So uh, this, this alien guy, uh, what's, what's he wearing? Oh, well, it's it's kind of like a flight suit. But uh, but with a fishing net. Ah, a fishing net. A fishing net? Why? Yeah, I don't really know. It's almost like he was captured by some fishermen and got it stuck on his head and uh, got caught in the net and just cut a hole in it and said, hey, you know... This is fashionable. Well, he could at least snazzy it up a bit or something. Maybe bedazzled it or something like that. Yeah, anyways, back to the story. Uh, So he's busting through the door, and then out of nowhere, Jack Crap Crazy busts out one of the windows and starts shooting the alien with a rifle. Ooh, 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 another question. Uh, How does does Captain Crazy know that they're at this house? Yeah, that's a great question. And you know what? It doesn't matter, because uh, they're just going to take off on foot. And they're going to run right back to the alien lunch shack. And uh, that's where they find out that uh, Jack Crap Crazy has pretty much wired the whole place up with dynamite. Now, I, I have to say, this sounds like a pretty good idea. I mean, wait till the alien comes back goes into the shack and then boom you blow it up right yeah man go blow that alien's brains out <laughs> yeah that's uh, that's the initial plan but there's just one problem you got crazy martin landau standing behind him listening to the whole conversation and he's still convinced that everybody else is aliens but him and he's planning on taking out the girl and jacko wacko so, so uh why why doesn't jack just put a bullet in this guy well we're gonna find out here because it's gonna take us right into movie fight night Welcome back once again to Movie Fight Night, and we sure got a massive card for you tonight. I am your host, Doc Egan, and as always, it's my honor to be sitting here with my good friend, Jimmy the Claw. How you doing, Jimmy? Oh, how's it going there, Doc? Ready for some more action. Yeah, and I don't even really know how to set this one up for us, Jim. This is going to be an unusual situation. No doubt. I was watching the warm-ups earlier and I saw this crazy guy going around and rigging everything up with some dynamite. Well, at least we're back here, Jim, behind the barricade, safe and sound. And another thing, I'm really surprised at the number of people that are out here to watch this tonight. Well, everybody loves a good throwdown, Jim. And they've gone all out. They've even got a ring announcer for this one. And we're going to go to him right now. Ladies and gentlemen, please make welcome, Louis de Bluey. Take it away, Louis. Hey, listen listen up, everybody.
1: It's time for this rumble. We're going to have have a fight fight here, and I don't want to hear no mess out out of none of you. I'll I'll bust your f***ing head. head. All right. Over here in this corner, wearing a brown jacket, 227 pounds, bat (laughs) crazy Joe Joe Taylor. 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 And over here in the, in the same, same corner, holding Joe Taylor Bennett at gunpoint gun because he's a freaking fruit loop, weighing 212 pounds, Sarge! Whoa! Give it to Sarge. All right, at the opposite end of the field, standing by his shack, big blue head, wearing a f***ing fishing net. We don't, we don't know, know how, how much he weighs because he won't step he on the, the f***ing scale. scale. Big, big blue
0: head, head mother f- f- alien oh. give for alien well there you go Jimmy it looks like uh, we're getting ready to rumble hey how about that Louie the Bluey well you know I guess for our first time he wasn't too bad but he sounds like he could really be some sort of asshat we're just waiting for the bell to start and there it is here we go folks oh boy here we go Looks like Joe is trying to talk Sarge down a little bit, make him calm down, make him realize that Joe there is his friend. Yeah, but uh, Sarge is a looney tune, man. He's not buying it. He thinks everybody's an alien. It's a surprise to me, because uh, I would think he's an alien based off that hairstyle and those teeth. Yes, he is terrifying. Yep. One thing that's kind of being overlooked here is the young lady that's involved in this. Yes, but it could be because she looks like uh, she's dressed to go to Witch Mountain on the Disney Network. Well, she may be, but at the moment, she's playing distraction for Joe. Yeah, but I don't that it really matters because sarge has completely flipped his lid oh no we got joe rushing towards sarge someone needs to put this guy down i believe joe is trying his best to do exactly that jimmy but i think the stupidity is equally as strong in both of them yeah almost as stupid as this band man they suck yes indeed jim the young lady has picked up a stick of firewood about to crown sarge over the head She's moving in. She's got guts, Doc. Oh, and Sarge kicks Joe right in the petunias. That's got to hurt. He's struggling to get up. Oh, and right on cue, it's the alien. Look at him just standing there. Emotionless. He's like a killer shark. And what's funny is I think Sarge has finally figured out that he was wrong the whole time. Well, what can you say when you're a moron, you don't know any better? Yeah, not knowing better is exactly what's going on, because he's slowly walking up to the alien like he's going to take him hostage, but I don't think this is going to work out good for him, Jim. Well, Sarge is usually playing off of people being scared of him using his authority like that, but I don't think the alien's going to fall for it. Well, he doesn't look bothered at all. He's still standing perfectly still like he's not even breathing. Yeah, I, I don't think he does. Brave Doc. He's an alien. Well, anyway, Sarge is still trying to sweet-talk his way into getting closer to the alien. Yeah, and you got Joe running back to the plunger so he can hit the dynamite and blow Sarge and the alien all to smithereens. Yeah, Jimmy, and the tension is getting high because now Sarge is only about 15 yards away from the alien.
1: When you made me do that to the sheriff.
0: Wow, he's blaming shooting the sheriff on the alien. I really think the alien is mesmerized by the language that Sarge is using here. Yeah, I think he's asleep, Doc. What was going on Whoa, and the alien just threw something like a hearing aid for Roseanne Bard. It's stuck on Sarge, and it's sucking the blood out of him. Man, this guy, he should be on a dart team for sure. The accuracy is unreal. Oh, this is not a pretty sight, Claw. Looks like he's starting to fade away. The lights are going out. Yeah, these little things are just eating away at him. I believe he's a goner He's still fighting it. He's trying to come back. He's waiting for a rally. Come on, Sarge, pull it together. And. Nope, he's a goner. Eh, it should have happened a lot sooner, Doc. So now we're down to Joe and the lady. I think she's scared, Doc. And she's giving directions. You need to shoot him, Joe. Joe's like, you're out of your mind. Yeah, not a good tactic right here. We don't know what we're dealing with. Yeah, but Joe is just looney tunes enough to give it a shot, so he's picking up his rifle, he's taking his aim, and... Oh, that was a terrible shot, Doc. Yeah, I think he nicked him. I think he hit his radiator. (laughs) Looks like antifreeze is coming out. Hey, fill her up with unleaded, please. Yeah, but take a look at that, would you? He just put his hand on top of that wound and it just stopped completely. Oh, he's retaliating. Oh, and it's another dead-on shot by the alien. This guy's accuracy is unbelievable. Yeah, it hit Joe right in the shoulder, and he's in a lot of pain, but he's pulling out his field knife and just going to cut it right off his jacket. Yeah, looks like Joe is taunting him now by throwing what's left of that thing right back at the alien. It's not going to make the situation any better, Doc. Oh! Another one that hits Joe right in the back, and this one's a lot more aggressive than the first one. You can tell he's in a lot of pain, Doc. Jim looks like he can't reach it with his knife this time, so he's in a lot of pain and really running out of options here. Yes, he is, Doc. Uh-oh, Doc. Well, and a change of events, we've got another plan where Joe's gonna sacrifice himself. Yeah, this guy's nuts, old. Yeah, this is unbelievable, folks. We have Joe running at the alien, screaming alien at him. I think he's trying to get him closer to the shack. That does make sense there, Clawmeister. The Come on. Joe's yelling out commands for the young lady. She's a little hesitant. Oh, an even worse turn of events, it does not blow up. Talk about bad luck there, Doc. You talk about once in a lifetime here of being able to blow up an alien from another planet, and you just totally blow it right here because of some faulty machinery. Well, you have to remember Joe's the one that set this up, so he's really to blame on this. That's true. Oh, Oh, Joe just lunges towards the alien and grabs his leg to keep him in place while the young lady is rewiring the plunger. Here's your one chance, Fancy.
1: Whoa! Whoa. There it is, Doc.
0: Unbelievable. This was worth the trip. She took out not only the alien, but the shack and killed Joe all in the process. He was going to die anyway. It's so good, it's still blowing up. It's like Christmas time. It just keeps on giving. Jimmy, I bet you didn't know that a 4x6 shed can blow up 17 times. And how about that alien making that elephant sound before he bit the dust? (laughs) Absolutely. And right now I'm in the mood for some roasted Martian. What do you think? Heck yeah, I'm game. All I've had is some Tostitos. Well, that's it for us, folks. We're going to head on out of here. Thanks for hanging out with us here at Movie Fight Night. Let's go, Jim. Yeah, give me a sec. I need to drain my radiator. Well, uh, gee, that I have to say, that was uh, that was uh, pretty strange. Yeah, I know, right? Pretty awesome. So, uh, how, how does this movie end then? Well, that that was it. That's that's how it ended. Are you kidding me? That's what we get. What'd you want? Another alien to pop out and go be good? I mean, what do you expect? I want my money back. That's what I expect. Well. I- Happen to like it. And what about the rest of you? What'd you guys yeah, think? I do really- no, no way. Oh, that's rad. Hey, y'all ready to sing another song? Uh-oh. Ooh, my oh, yeah. baby. <laughs> if you see some silly putty flying right at your throat, you're just 15 yards from the. my big Alien blue head and I'm away. heading on down to the lunch Alien shack. It's filled with cadavers and holds about twenty so hurry up and suck some brains out with me. The let's see. There's an alien guy who lives back in the hills, and he got him a shack, and he's gotta get back. Brains on the front porch, blood in the doorway, skulls on the dirt floor, brains in the doorway.